0: we do, light
1: them up, drink them down, whiskey and cigars all around, cheers y'all, well.
2: Like a party about to begin, ladies and gentlemen.
3: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this fine radio program, podcast, and video extravaganza known internationally Hi, as the world famous Smoking and Toasting. And uh, as we like to say at the beginning of the show these days, what's up, New Orleans? Because we're right. here in New Orleans <laughs> now, which is very exciting. Playing on uh, so, yeah. nine. 30, I believe. Yeah, well. I believe that's correct. So, welcome to the program, ladies and gentlemen. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. Uh, my name is Cruz. My co-host is Ian Barry. And one of our uh, favorite guests is back with us today, Mr. Andrew Duxakis. And uh, you have brought along uh, a guest as well. Well, call me
1: Andrew Duxakis.
3: Uh, did I? said? I know it's... Where wow. Did, where I did had, Andrew I come had, from? I,
1: I had the pop ready to go. I was going to do, finally, Dux is back. And yeah. then you gave. Okay, yeah. it's, it's Greg. Sorry, it's and, Greg. And it's Gregory Doxakis. Thanks for having me on, Chris. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so, yes, the spiky Hang on, farts. I have to drop the F-bomb. Uh, so, uh, so. <laughs> the spiky farts is back on smoking and yeah. Toastin'. You know why they call me Doc's the spiky here. farts? No, I do not. Because I'm a friend of the show, and when I'm on, the ratings... Spike. Oh, the spiky yeah. sweet, yeah,
0: sweet, sweet. Watch spiky out. Spiky
1: fuzz, yes. Uh, introduce your, uh, your uh, buddy and and I co-guests. did bring a buddy. He is a buddy of mine. This is Trey Melcher. He is the proprietor over at uh, Downstown the Road of the Rail Yard. So, well, you know. Yeah, I should mention, by the way, that we were initially... Stephanie, I should mention. She's going to hear that and get mad if she doesn't hear her name also. So there we, we
3: were, were initially there. planning to do the show at the Rail Yard. We were going to be yeah. uh, uh, outside and it's a little bit rainy today, the day that we're recording, so we decided to come in the studio. But it has now affected our, our show title, our, our our name for the show for this week, which was originally going to be called Drinking with Docs at the Rail Yard. And now we're not at the Rail Yard, so it's just Drinking it's just with drinking Docs. Drinking with docks. Yeah, so, and we'll be doing a lot of that today, because uh, between the two of you guys, you brought a number of spirits.
1: Absolutely. Well, I wanted to get Trey on because I know you all guys are a big fan of single-cast bourbons. Yep. And I'm going to say he's probably has one of the best palates in town, or at least he's the best at picking out single-cast because uh, their collection over at the Rail Yard is second to none.
3: That, that's fantastic. Now, Ian and I both remember... What was there before it the was roll-in. the rolling? The rolling? Oh, yeah, large yeah. like TV. That That was like a Houston, <laughs> like uh, uh, you know, icon institution. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. there for a lot of years. For large sure. TV. Yes. on the yeah, large yeah. and, and that meant it was like a 19-inch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> back in that day, that was a large TV. Free air conditioning when it works, yeah. yes. so, yeah. uh, but it's been substantially upgraded, and uh, and the uh, it's, it's way the prettier places, inside. And yeah. yeah, thank you, be. thank you, and and a, and a much better selection of spirits as, as uh, well. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, and it's right around the corner from our office, so it's really easy for us to have like meetings and stuff over there, which no, really? is important. It's important to have a place to have meetings, you know, uh, like a meeting room, as it were. So we'll uh, we'll do it. We'll do a meeting there uh, since we didn't get to do it today. But but we did bring all the liquor over here, so, <laughs> so that's gonna be everything. good. I brought beers too. We're gonna be tasting uh, from right here in Houston, Texas, and one of the newer breweries, Bad Astronaut Brewing Company. Bad uh, Astronaut's good. That's we'll a cool be, place too. We'll be tasting their German style pilsner called Cloud Punch, which I'm get, betting you've had before. you I don't know if I've had that one all actually. Right, so we'll we'll be trying that from Phase Three Brewing in Lake Zurich, Illinois uh their hazy double IPA called DDH Broken Orbs or I'm sorry Bokeh Orbs Looks like broken, but it actually isn't. Uh, from uh, the New Image Brewing and Ale Song Brewing, a collaboration called Hashtag #LifeUnplugged. I don't think you're going to like this one, Ian. It is a barrel-aged barley wine. Oh, that just sounds terrible. Yeah, just I, I know Come it's not on, your you thing. You had me a barley wine. I know it's not your thing. Plus, uh, both of these guys brought uh, spirits, and we have uh, we're really excited to get started tasting those. We have a mystery beverage, which we'll get to in a moment. But first of all, our uh, most popular segment on the program, drinking news, will be coming up later. On and our drinking news teaser headline sounds different today. You have a guitar instead of a ukulele, I have a
2: guitar instead of a ukulele. yeah,
3: pretty cool. Uh, our drinking news teaser headline if you're gonna have a cookie, have a cookie. Which, that's like the Pepperidge Farm slogan, good, I, I think. think. Just go ahead and have a cookie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. so no, I think it is, yeah, for real. Your ukulele is a little cool. easier to hold up here at the desk. Yeah, desk, I so. noticed you're, you might have been uh, struggling with that a little bit. So lots of cool things to talk about, but we have so much to do on the show today. I want to go ahead and get started with today's mystery beverage. So if you could pass that around. Uh, Terry, there's one for you. Thank you. Uh, so the mystery beverage is something that we've been doing uh, quite quite often lately where we bring a beverage out without telling you what it is. One of us will bring it in. So one I'm of just us looking at
2: this. I'm going to say it's a cider just by
3: you're sight. You're guessing cider. I'm guessing okay. cider. Okay. Uh, so the idea is we taste it, we figure out if we like it, and then we uh, discover I'm what smelling it is. Cider, So uh, So initial initial pass on the nose, what do you have think? Grapefruit? Grape? It does oh. have a little grapefruit on the nose for oh. sure. I'm waiting for you
1: to taste it first before I put this in my mouth. Oh, well.
3: (laughs) You've been on the show how many
1: times now and you still don't
0: trust me? (laughs) Docs, it's really good. Was he he part of the Malort incident or something? Yes, the Malort incident. (laughs) There are
3: books being written about the Malort incident. Uh, I think it's actually pretty good. Uh, It's very, very grapefruit. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. It gives mm -hmm. you that, like... No. That
0: citrus makes your mouth.
3: Pucker. No, Ian, you're, no. you're saying absolutely not. No, there's a, a there, weird. It is a weird aftertaste flavor right? going
0: the, on, and it's. Oh. Does do he you have think? like a aspartame type? Yeah, so
3: many of like the ciders and stuff sweetener. have that. I'm, I'm sorry, not ciders. The the uh, uh, the uh, sparkling water. Is yeah. that what this is? Seltzers. It is not a Seltzer. sparkling water. Well,
4: the nose seems sour. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you get mm-hmm. a sour at all? Mm-hmm.
1: Like that's a, what, I, that's yeast, what I. That's so. Yeah. yeah
4: I mean, not only did it
2: look like a cider, it kind of smelled a bit like a cider, but you're right about the grapefruit. Obviously, it's grapefruit. But what, what, no. what are the
1: sour beers called? Uh, there's a word for like them. A goza? Mm. Yeah, it. Goza? Yeah, goza. Is it a goza? It is not a goza, although that's a good guess because it does I have usually like goza.
3: some of that characteristic. What we're trying to this. is called June Shine. It is a hard kombucha, 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 kombucha whichever way you say that. If I, so it's uh, grapefruit, lime, green tea, and June kombucha is what it says. Isn't it good for oh, gut health? I Kombucha. I get the lime in there Splash. now too. I'm not sure. Well, it's a is the type of tea? Kombucha is a type of tea. No, no it's, no, a, it's, it's a a fermented. Plant. It's a
2: fermented beverage. Yeah, well, I realized that. Is it? But
3: so
4: it's interesting you said burgers. lime because you I was getting a salt, it. but not but until not a, the third or fourth. <laughs> yeah. step. And so I guess maybe that's the lime.
3: Yeah, I think you're right. Additive. I think you're right. Yeah, uh, I know Adam likes these. I don't know if he likes this one this, in particular, but
4: well,
2: I mean this no. Oh, it says green, no? green so, tea no. as well. So, so you're no on
3: this. You're as you're as emphatic about your no on this as I was about the. Uh, Manhattan automatic <laughs> uh, thing. Automatic Manhattaner. The, the automatic, yeah, that was that was the man-
1: what? It automatic like,
3: Manhattaner. He brought this bottle. It was a bottle of uh, what was Glenn the whiskey? Lovett. It was Glenn Levitt whiskey, but when you open, it was like a small <laughs> bottle, right? And when you open it, you turn the cap. It dispenses these other. Uh, Liquids into we'll it, we call them
0: flavonoids,
3: and makes it a Manhattan. <laughs> Cruz was mostly mostly disappointed that the the Glen Levitts in it was was, was destroyed no, was now ruined. Was now ruined. In fact, <laughs> so the next week for a mystery beverage, I brought just a small bottle of Glen Levitt to show this is how it's supposed to be done, right?
1: So it's basically the Camel Crush of Scotch whiskeys. Then. Uh, <laughs> basically that. <laughs> basically that. Yes. Uh, so
3: uh, I'm okay with this. I'm not crazy about it, but it, yeah, it's, it's okay, drinkable. But yeah. <coughs> uh, Adam, you'll have to chime in uh, uh, when I, you come on the if show. If this is all
2: you had in your cooler, I would be <laughs> drinking water. <laughs> Oh, oh, that much! Wow! Like, wow! Ouch! Wow.
0: That's,
3: That's a strong I still opinion. can't get
2: the taste out of my mouth. <laughs> well,
3: maybe then, maybe then we should start with. Uh, we'll with, try and cut it with Shiner. Maybe we should start with one of these other spirits then, so that we uh, can get this taste <laughs> out of Ian's mouth because he's not. It a makes happy the Campbell. Shiner
2: taste bad. <laughs> it makes oh, the man. Shiner taste bad. And I got to tell you, Shiner taste bad. Shiner is, on, it's a pretty
3: difficult to make Shiner taste bad. It is one of the most like
1: durable uh, mm-hmm. beers there is. You know,
3: I just have to think this was engineered to be this
2: way. I'm mm-hmm. Like I don't know understand that whole process.
1: You know, I, I keep forgetting. I, I need to do this. I, I, I think I talked about this Did you before. even taste yours? I did. Oh, okay. I didn't see him taste it. I didn't see him
2: taste
0: it either. <laughs> Here we go. You know, there's a person on the internet that uh, tastes food, and that's what they complain about. Is every time she takes a bite, she really doesn't take a bite, so they're not sure that oh, she really, they're not sure she's really yeah, tasting yeah. it. Exactly.
3: Yeah. Okay, for real?
0: Yeah, for real. All my, my kids, all they're all like, "This lady's not tasting this stuff." They're real adamant about it. <laughs> is it's it like weird that I want to see like this, like this now? Side. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, to the side, or she's yeah. just like, mm, and then not. Remember really when TV it? had
2: fun stories? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh come on, Buck Rogers, man. Yeah. Scooby. Yeah
0: do Meets Johnny, yeah, <laughs> Johnny <yeah>. Cash <laughs> the Jer- No Jerry Lee Jerry Lee wasn't it the, uh, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis man? No uh, gosh the guy that was in Cannonball Run Oh uh, uh, There was like 100 people in on Cannonball Run yeah. yeah. you know, Half the rap guy, guy. Burt Reynolds, Burt. Dom <laughs> DeLuise
3: Yeah yeah did they meet Dom Joey DeLuise Joey freaking Heatherton <laughs> for crying out loud <laughs> <they made it>. <laughs> 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 Scooby and the gang be- Meet Dom DeLuise Oh yes yes <laughs> So <laughs> Have a quick, Dom DeLuise story. Uh, I used to work with a guy who did news on my morning show, morning radio show, back in Boston, and he told the story of interviewing Dom DeLuise, who had released a cookbook, and so he was on, he was doing some interview uh, to promote his cookbook, and during the interview, Dom DeLuise fell asleep. <laughs> oh during, no. during the interview and you can actually hear him like starting to answer a question and kind of and uh, And it's just quiet and then you hear <sighs> it's uh, actually that's,
2: brilliant. It's tiring being <laughs> dumb. It, totally. it
0: is wow, tough. Not wow. just anyone can Jerry be. Reed is who I was thinking of. Jerry, jerry Reed. Reed. That's right. jerry Jerry
1: Reed. <laughs> of all people for Scoob and the gang yes, to hang out with. Jerry Reed. <laughs> jerry Reed. Okay, I just want to say something. I I can appreciate that. I remember this one now. But you're wrong. It was not. He was not in Cannonball Run. You're thinking Smokey You're Reynolds, right. uh, You're uh, in the band. Br- yeah. The other Burt Reynolds classic. Exactly. 70s Which there's a whole bunch of people in
3: that too. yeah And my favorite. My favorite story about that is seeing that one on broadcast television. You know where they've edited it. You know for for <laughs> yeah. broadcast. And I remember. Uh, you the, know, the dubbing over for... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sheriff. The sheriff's mouth is going. Why you? And, and you hear, scum-bum. scum, bum. scum, bum. <laughs> yeah, scum bum. Oh, God. I remember that, too. Uh, so, so this this wait, is wait, what wait, happens wait. when you
1: drink hard kombucha, by the way. This is where the conversation goes. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's gotten out of control and I'm about to make it worse. It's okay. really so, uh, weird, because usually when we
2: go on a tangent, we end up on Nicolas Cage.
1: Right. And oh. and
3: it, we went to, we went to Dom DeLuise instead of Nicolas that's Cage. That's what kombucha does to you. I don't know if that's a step up, to be completely honest with you. Uh, Ian, I don't know if we've got time. Left in this segment for you to tell us about what you smoked this week, so we'll uh, we'll get to that in our, our, we'll post our it next later. segment. But, uh, <laughs> but but I do think we should start drinking. Uh, so uh, as it were, Docs, you wanna you wanna send us down the first path here? Yeah, let, we let, let, let's us? get going.
1: Yeah. Let, let, you know what? Honestly, because I was at Specs today, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. could hear the voice of Specs speaking to me as I was straightening up some things on the shelf. I start off with this one right here. This is the uh, Ferrand. Cognac, it's a single-cast cognac from a vintage of 2013. I just
3: want to mention, while you're pouring that, that I was at the, uh, uh, the Whiskey Social uh, this last weekend, and uh, you guys were there. You poured me a cognac that was in some door-knocker bottle special thing. Yeah. That was just outrageously
1: good. What was that? Uh, that was the uh, Ferran Legendaire.
3: Wow. Well, it was legendary, yes, I can tell nice. you that. That was, was so, <laughs> so much legendary. fun. You poured me a
1: rum that
2: wasn't out yet, too. uh is it a Barbados one?
1: Yeah, we're going to trials later today. Oh, so, mm-hmm. quit ruining the plot, Alex, man, right? You're, 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 uh, turning, yeah. you're turning to the back page yeah. first. You're ruining the mystery. He's just Sorry, so bro. he's just so
3: anxious to move on from that hard kombucha that he's uh, he's <laughs> rushing us to the other
1: spirits. This smells lovely. This smells amazing. So what we have here, guys, this is just one cast. We don't do single cast very often because how many times mm-hmm. have you guys heard me say the magic of cognac is in the blend? Right. There's no blend here. This is just one barrel that's been slightly uh, uh, watered down to a. Uh, modeling proof of a little bit over 100 I believe so in this
3: one was this because they liked it so much they said we don't need to blend anything with it was that one yes bond?
1: exactly so these are just some barrels that they went through and said this is really special stuff. Let's put it all into one bottle. And Specs selected this one. So to get this one, the only place you're going to get it is at a uh, Specs. And what's that oh, going to cost this you? Is, it's going to cost you ten thousand dollars. I'm about to say that it's totally worth it. kidding. It's a lot less than that. Supposed to do it like this. $1, million. <laughs> one million million <laughs> dollars. Uh, so <laughs> no, no, no. I I, I think on the shelf, I think I saw it for one twenty-five. But mm. that's a bargain. It's, so it's, it's not pretty exquisite. It's, it's love, you know, Kim mm. uh, Kim Paul, my dear friend Kim Paul, that used to run the uh, the beverage program there at tois and she's actually making her own Texas pastis now. Uh, she once called it the best effing thing we've ever done. It's wonderful. She tried it, it's got a it brightness to
2: the aftertaste that is so polarizing. And when,
1: when we get back, I want to tell you a story about the label, too. Okay, we want to definitely wonderful. hear that
3: because uh, I want to keep drinking this. So uh, it's it smoking is. the toasting. It's going to be quite a show today, I got to tell you. <laughs> We're drinking with Docs, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. It's smoking and toasting. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We're heard on uh, broadcast radio, available on YouTube, and everywhere where podcasts are listened to. So thanks for checking us out. Um, Docs, I think you may have made a strategic error. Mm-hmm. Leading with this? <laughs> with that, yeah. Like, like how are we... How, wow. Is there anywhere to go but down from here? This is wonderful. This is single cast Ferrand cognac, and it's
1: amazing. You no, know, f- first, first you get my first name wrong, and now you want to challenge yeah. me. You, you question whether I can bring the strong game? I, like, I don't know you anymore, man. All right, Andrew. You know what? I'm, I'm wrapping it up. I'm going to go book something on Chris Hart's show. Oh, yeah. uh, I said his name. <laughs> Ugh, I feel dirty now. But this uh, is the fact that every time uh, someone mentions Chris Hart's name, an angel loses their wings. Yeah, I think so that's
3: anyway. correct. By the way, I just wanted to mention, speaking of Chris Hart, who uh, is part of the... Uh, Uh, The Whiskey Social, and puts that on every year, and we had him on the show not too long ago, and uh, when he was here, he noticed the cardboard stand-up of Doc's, which had originated back on our 300th show, which Doc's Doc's couldn't make it to that, but he sent the cardboard stand-up in his place, so we've had it around here, Chris really wanted to take it, and so he did, and it wound up... At the whiskey social, watching everybody from up on the that's balcony, right. it was uh, it was
1: pretty cool. <laughs> was did you
3: did you wind up taking it home or
1: yeah uh, yeah it's back home safe because okay. uh, I can no longer trust you two. I loved it when I right saw there. it up there.
3: I was just like, oh,
0: well, that's
1: so great. Why would you let Christopher you were, Hart of yeah. all people abscond with a You were flat in my workshop for quite a while. In, actually.
3: in our in our defense, he brought some really good whiskeys that day. That's true. Yeah, so, yeah. so yeah, so the usual, he applied yeah. with liquor. Check. Yeah, that's okay. right. Okay. yeah. Yeah. So, Speaking of playing this with liquor, this stuff is amazing. Like, uh, seriously, amazing. Um,
1: that's some of the best cognac I've ever tasted. So, and, and here's the thing it's not that terribly old, also. It's a little bit short of 10 years old, so not quite an XO. Uh, but, you know, immediately for me on the palate, I get a combination of bright. Uh, citrus as an mm-hmm, orange peel mm-hmm, yep. and chocolate and cocoa. Uh, it's almost like one of those chocolate oranges you'd get, you know, the, yeah. in, 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 in the stocking for Christmas and that sort of thing.
3: Yeah. i got to ask you about the label. It's like
1: a, what looks like a farmer with the grapes and yeah. uh, and his dog. Yeah, that's somebody that worked on uh, Eli Ferrand's uh, team. There was some fusion fusion that might actually be him. But that's not him. Uh, That's someone that one of his uh, animal handlers, because you know, the guy used to uh, uh, have his own zoo and like sort of different uh, exotic animals and that sort of thing. But he also kind of like Michael Jackson. uh, Okay. Maybe Joey
0: Well the French Neverland. Let's French. just put
1: it to you this way: one of them like twelve-year-old cognacs, and the other one just like twelve-year-olds. Oh, oh man!
0: But oh. you know, that
3: door was just wide <laughs> open. Right you know. there. It's what we like to do here on the show: we set them up and let you knock them down. That's <laughs> the way it works. Sure, so that's not funny. Anyway,
1: yeah. uh, so this is uh, what that is. That's Uh, 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 Ferrand. uh He loved uh, Great Danes, and he had quite a few of them. And was they're, like his main ones. Life was always Roland. Mm-hmm. So that's Roland the Second on there with one of his rhymes. But we dedicated this one. Uh, um, it's actually it was, it was sort of a, a, a panic move. <laughs> uh, you know, we need time to get these things uh, logoed and labeled and that sort of thing. And it was dropped in my lap at the last minute. And being that there was a, uh, a, a, a very cool dog on there, uh, Trey here uh, and and stuff, they had lost their dog Aurora last year. So we dedicated this one for them. So it says for Aurora, Aurora oh. on the side.
3: There. So and uh, by the way, I lost my dog this last week. Grace oh. did you I'm oh, so sorry. Yeah, i still yeah. still stinging from that a little bit uh, cuz it's it's so hard. It's so hard to let go. The weirdest thing is her favorite place in the house was the bathroom. She liked to lay down on the floor in the bathroom. And that's where she would go. And now every time mm-hmm. I go in to use
1: it, I'm expecting to see her there. Mm-hmm. The worst is there. when
2: you forget about it, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, yeah. I've heard it so. said that dogs are shooting stars. Yeah. They just they're just they're beautiful, but they're they're part of our lives, but they go too quickly. They yeah. do. They do, for sure.
3: So I love seeing the dog on What there. was her name?
1: It's very cool. Gracie. Gracie? Gracie. Well... To Gracie. to Gracie, yes, yes absolutely. Cheers. And with
3: that, we will uh, take a quick break, and we'll be back in just a few for more spirits, and also going to find out what uh, Ian has uh, smoked this week because he's he's sitting on what I believe to be a monster review. It's madness. Let's see what's going to happen. It's smoking and toasting. We're all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. And we will be right back.
5: Love. <laughs>
3: Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toastin', our show all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. It's show number three hundred and fifty five, which has us officially. Uh, that's that's uh, if you do the math, that's halfway to four hundred. Okay, good, good, good to know. <laughs> while uh, while Ian is is opening our beer that we're about to taste, I have to take care of a moment of very unpleasant business. And gentlemen, I hope you'll indulge Uh-oh. me. Um, my, um, our, our show is based out of Houston, Texas, That's where Ian and I both live. You guys both live here as well. And, um, my brother, my younger brother, six years younger than me, um, and he lives in Dallas. And so during the Texas Rangers, Houston Astros, American League Championship, uh, series, which the rangers are from dallas the astros obviously are from houston i smell a bet coming on he and i yeah he and i uh <laughs> did did a little bet and yeah. the bet was that yeah. the loser yeah. had to wear the a cap from the winner oh in, in no. public in public places. Oh so boy. with you guys as my witness, I have to do this now because I have to be able to send him actual footage. of This the is show. hard to watch. You it's it, it's even harder hard to, to do. Trust me. This, is, this is hard yeah, to watch. Should I go in camera one straight to oh, Camera oh, one straight no. to me yeah. with a, Texas Rangers oh, wow. cap.
2: look! Look at the sadness. Wow. It, can sadness. you see how? Well, I'm yeah. gonna be sick. I'm gonna be sick. Uh, it, right. oh, so, wow. Uh, so there, I did it, and that's done. <laughs> I, I can't you look at your in eye anymore. Wow. Yeah, I know.
3: I, I, I've wow. lost. I've lost friends. I've lost. People who weren't even really my friends. i mean, have yeah, just I lost. Feeling like just walking out of people. here. <laughs> wow. he, i have just lost. People. He's like, I can't work and, this and way. For those
2: of you who are just listening, he did. He he just wore that American League cap.
3: Yeah, it was a so. Texas Rangers cap, the American League champion <laughs> cap, and it was, it, it was one of the lower points. I would say if you like
0: right I have here. a when the Astros won the championship you can wear that one home Okay just to thank you feel Terry better.
3: Terry you're 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 a good person <laughs> Just, just to cleanse your mental palate I just, <laughs> keep, <laughs> I just keep it in the car <laughs> Speaking of my palate I'm very anxious to try uh this next beer this is from Bad Astronaut Brewing which is a really cool uh, brewery it's name It's here in uh, Did you not get one ducks
2: No you guys passed too hers. far around I oh. gave them his and then you all started oh. Passing oh, Okay well here we go we got to
3: come back like the mad hatter moved down my my bad moved down and somehow that that got me the lower pour. I don't know how that happened, but uh, <laughs> there's more in the can. Okay, okay. okay, we have not it yet, Yeah, this, so you may or may not. So want So it. it. it's Bad Astronaut Cloud Punch. It's their German style Pilsner. They are based out of right here in our hometown. Have there's not a lot Texas? of nose on here. It's got Mm-mm. a
2: pretty clean nose. It,
3: on. it mm-hmm. smells a little like beer, and that's about mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. Not, not a, not a heavy, uh, not a heavy nose, but. Uh, and
1: what is it? It's a German style Pilsner. German
2: style Pilsner
1: called Cloud Punch. That is the lightest German style anything I have to I've agree. ever had. Yeah, it I wanted more yeah. out of this. I like it.
3: I want more I of it. Like it. I wanted more Look, out of it. I, I think. I think it's just imminently drinkable. It's. It's nice.
2: It's, it. It it's
3: is not, as you said though a much lighter flavored version. It's of so light, of but I do taste filter. that
0: European yes. that European accent in there. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I like, like a
4: viscosity to it. Yeah,
0: it, it does. It does. The way that the the carbonation
3: is in it too. Something mm-hmm. about that. What ducks? What uh, you like hit this one, right? You like this one? I do.
1: Yeah. Well, wait, okay. So last night was Danny's birthday. We went uh, at the Texas Beer Garden uh, for dinner. And mm-hmm. what did you say about the beers? Remember? Well, it, there was a bad astronaut.
4: I was trying to figure out if I still had. the... Well,
1: we had the same Heifer Bison and mm-hmm. oh, Live we, Oak. We, yeah, it just oh. and just it was just for the meal. It was just so heavy. We had one. We had one each, and I ordered another one. And he said the only reason why he ordered another one because I ordered one. And uh, and and just I barely finished it. I would have finished this one. And just for that meal, a, a real heavy German style was, was just too was much. This, too this much. would have been perfect.
2: The, the live oak Hefeweizen is one of the best Hefeweizen. It
1: out really of it. is good. But you, you're not crazy about
2: this, though, oh, it, It's not that I don't like it. I just wanted more. You, you just wanted bigger flavor. So this is a little lighter. It's too but, light for him. Yeah. <laughs> if but, I mean, here's but if the you're thing, person that, that. If you like the lighter side of beers, this has got
3: good flavor. Yeah. It's
2: just not. Right.
3: Exactly. You're this would be. I, I would say, think of this less like. Replacing your German style Pilsner, think of it as replacing somebody's Miller Light or, yes. or Bud Light. This yes. would be a yes. great step into the world of better tasting beer. But that, wouldn't, I mean, if you like flavorless beer, this yes. is going to
2: be a great step into flavor. No. That's yeah. sure. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. If you're, if you're like a Bud Light, well, I mean, because it's hard to tell. Because like, like Miller Light is near flavorless. Bud Light actually has actively, I think, bad flavor.
3: Yeah, I was going to say that's why I prefer Miller Lite if that choice is between the two, because it doesn't have as much flavor. But the flavor the Bud Light has, I don't like, so uh, I'd rather go with the Miller Lite and have that's why that. I just...
2: can't be a bartender. Someone comes yeah. up and asks for a Bud Light, I might just punch them.
3: You know, <laughs> I, I can't tell you how many times <laughs> I've <hire> been, <laughs> I've been like sitting at a bar and someone comes up and orders no. one of those beers, and I just, my wife appreciates that I stop myself from this, but I just want to say to him, you know, there's better beer. Like, you don't yeah. have to do that. Trey. if you look
0: at for bartenders over at the rail yard...
3: Yeah, uh, yeah. Guys, we'll, 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 we are com- hiring part-time. We'll completely scare away... All I have of a here, polarizing right? nature. Yeah that's, sure. yeah, that's right. Um, so Ian uh, has a polarizing nature in general, but we still uh, like to have him do uh, uh, cigar reviews here on the show, so this is the point of the program where I ask if you've had the opportunity to smoke anything interesting uh, lately. I
2: did. I, uh, as a matter of fact, I went by a casa this morning and picked up... A foundation cigar, Ooh. and uh, I'm a fan of foundation to begin with. Uh, I picked up the Matapa. This is brand new, mm. um, and I'm going to read a little bit off the website here because they they do such a nice job. And this Ruben Dario uh, is considered one of the greatest poets of the Spanish language, and was born in the city of Matapa, Nicaragua, on January 18. Uh, 1867. Dario is known for his modernist poetry, which has revolutionized the Spanish language and influenced generations of poets to come. Ruben Dario died in 1916. is known as one of Nicaragua's <laughs> most significant national heroes. The top is uh, a bunch of that. Anyway, this is dedicated to this guy. Okay, okay, that's that's what the cigar is all about. And um, and I love the Foundation cigars. Anyway, they're, they're just uh, like as a whole. I don't know that I've had one that I didn't like uh so this is this was the matapa uh maduro uh in a robusto shape um at five by 50 uh ring gauge the wrapper is an ecuadorian sumatra uh maduro wrapper with a uh, usa connecticut broadleaf Mm wrapper and then uh filler from estelian jalapa nicaragua so three countries going on here which is really uh, a lot of fun and then um The uh, appearance on this, espresso brown wrapper, smooth leather and oily, almost no veins, box-pressed and firm overall feel. Pre-light sniff on this, rich, dark chocolate, grainy black coffee, uh, earth and barnyard. The pre-light draw, I used a punch, had an effortless draw. Uh, Sweet, creamy coffee, leather and earth is what I got on that pre-light draw. The initial light on this, uh, Nicaraguan pepper blast uh, with complexity. Um, sometimes you get that pepper blast It's just pepper blast This has some complexity going on uh, Billowing and increasing Incredibly dense smoke issues forth From this the retrohale is spicy and nutty uh, uh, One, uh, The first third of the cigar Barely backing down with the initial spice bomb Sweet and earthy notes right on top of a spicy foundation Pun intended mm-hmm. um, That strikes at the tip of the tongue And follows the palate all the way throughout The retrohale is spicy and nutty Solid ash Uneven burn Oh uh, the second third of this flavor profile settles in and reveals subtle toast and sweet tea, burnt caramel, and meaty broth along with spicier backbone uh, that was uh, going throughout. I tended to burn and insisted on burning at a, somewhat of an angle the whole way through here, hmm. which was okay because at least that was consistent, right? Right. Uh, retro hails peppery and sweet with nuts and cedar, uh, solid ash, uneven burn. The last third of this woody and toasty notes uh, with chocolate and nuts move forward. Spicy and peppery flavors remain consistent, and underlying sweetness throughout this whole cigar is uh, really, really a nice touch. The burn evened out at the very last. Um, I put evening out, like in the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Retro Hail is nutty cedar and spicy solid ash. Good burn on the last bit. This thing is $15.50. Uh, mm. It's inexpensive. That's a super yeah. premium cigar right there. It was outrageously good, though. So I give it a solid five. You get exactly what you're paying for here. You were getting that $15.50 out of it. It burned for a decent amount of time. It burned well, although it did burn uneven. It stayed uneven until the very end, and then evened itself out. So.
3: Okay. So so in five, as you said, on the price-to-quality scale, yes. means you get what you pay for. It's a one-to-ten scale. Something scores above a five, it means it's uh, it's punching above its uh, weight class, right, basically. Right. So, uh, so at $15 to get a five, this is a pretty good rating. That's a pretty yeah. good cigar. Well, this week I returned to the concept of I Smoke the El Cheapos. Oh, by the way,
2: um, that was made in the A.J. Fernandez factory. Oh, I'm not surprised.
3: Given its excellent rating, <laughs> uh, this week I returned to the concept of "I smoke the El Chipos, so you don't have to." Uh, the uh, I've been you I've been, smoke one called Dark Shark. Yeah, have you no, seen that I, one? I have not done the Dark Shark, no. <laughs> uh, but I have been working my way through a uh, a sampler pack that I got from JR Cigar online, and uh, this one that I smoked was from that pack. Uh, it uh, is the JR Special Corona Toro Habano Rosado and you say. yeah and you know how they do these sampler packs right uh, it'll have several cigars in it that would sell for much more Mm-hmm. If you bought them individually And so to balance it out They throw a few El Cheapos mm-hmm. in there to, to make it, you know Which sometimes uh, are yeah. pleasant And this is one of them So the Special Corona line Actually comes in three different Wrapper configurations A Connecticut, a Maduro And a Habano Rosado Ecuador Which was the one that I smoked In addition to the Ecuadorian Habano Rosado wrapper The Special Corona is blended With aged Indonesian And Nicaraguan tobacco For the binder and fillers I generally expect an El Cheapo to have, like, vegetal and grassy notes on the pre-light sniff. Uh, But in this case, it was deeper tobacco, earth, and coffee. So we were off to a pretty good good start. Uh, I used a punch to light her up, and—well, I I didn't light it with a punch, but you know what I mean. Uh, I wasn't necessarily greeted by a Nicaraguan pepper blast, more like the Nicaraguan pepper breeze that Ian has described. Just enough to tingle my tongue from the outset. Earth and leather were my friends right off the bat with a special corona along with pepper and a hint of citrus zest. Nice earthy notes dominated the first third. Construction was surprisingly very good. Second third didn't change a whole lot from the first, but weaved in a coffee note that went well with the earth and leather. Pepper on the retrohale and a nice satisfying finish. By the final third, I was pretty impressed with the cigar. I kept waiting for the gotcha moment, you know, that it might start canoeing or, uh, or become too harsh or just lose its overall complexity. But none of that ever, ever happened. Earth and coffee in the last third, along with the cedar note and the pepper from before. Definitely a medium-bodied smoke that picked up a little power in the final third. Great construction all the way through. Better than some cigars, quite frankly, costing a whole mm-hmm. lot more. Uh, overall, I have to say that this was a highly satisfying cigar. Now, I should stress... It's not an A.J. Fernandez Diablo or a My Father the Judge. Uh, it doesn't play on that level. But let me tell you something. It's a very impressive smoke. It's kind of like if you watch the Las Vegas Raiders and they play really well and win a football game. You can respect their talent and skill and really enjoy the game even though you know they have zero chance of ever making it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> right? Uh, probably in our lifetime. But that said, the JR Special, Corona Toro Habano Rosado, It's a damn fine cigar, and here is the deal, my friends. I almost hate to tell you this, because I don't want these to all sell out so well that I can't get them. The cost is about $2 yeah, a cigar. Wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's right. All hail El Chipo. Well, I do recommend letting for these... For those of you non-Spanish speaking
2: folks, El Chipo is Spanish for the cheapo. Yeah,
3: thank you for clarifying that. Uh, I do recommend uh, letting these age in your humidor a bit. At $2, you pretty much cannot go wrong with the JR Special Corona Toro Habana Rosado. Price to quality, eight point five. dollars It was It was $2, Ian.
1: It was $2. Can I say something? As many times as I've been on this show, I don't think I've heard him give anything that higher rating before. I think it's the highest rating I've ever given.
2: I think it is.
1: I think you gave a nine once,
3: right? I did give a nine. Yeah, to a black and mild. To a black and mild. Because it was 98 cents. <laughs> it was 98 cents. Wow. <laughs> so, was it free? You gave it? <laughs> wow. Was it? Actually, actually, they, was given they paid me. him to smoke <laughs> the cigar. There you go. Yeah, so, so that's why I got it. So on the no, way up there, I, really I,
1: I had a grape swisher sweet. Um, you know, it, it uh, had, had notes of cognac uh, and, and knee-high grape soda. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I actually <laughs> I found it. Time. uh I found it outside in <laughs> the parking lot. I'm going to give it a seven. Okay, uh, I the depression. I think you should. <laughs>
5: you know, like,
2: like like part of it is just the the surrounding you know, for uh, that. Uh, the surrounding uh, uh, the, what's what's the word situation? Right, too. sure, of course. And I was sitting around playing Cards Against Humanity with a friend. He brought a a, a cigar for me. He thought it was funny. He's like, here here's a uh, uh, black and mild, and I actually really enjoyed it. I sat down, and enjoyed it. It's a 98 cent cigar, yeah. And I enjoyed it a lot.
3: And so that and was that the situation? one you decided to review. But but I'm telling you, this cigar, like, I, I mean, it's I, what seriously. I pair
2: with your cognacs all the time.
3: I yeah. mean, what? Uh, <laughs> 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 the black and mild Jeez. goes really well with the single cast. I got to right. tell you, I got to tell you, no, but this cigar was really good. I mean, it was not. I, I don't want to like overhype it. Oh, because that's a it bold wasn't. statement. Yeah, but I don't want to overhype it. But it was really good. It was. It played on a level definitely. Of a six way seven dollar cigar. Yeah, way above the two dollars. For two for two bucks, you have three of them for that. So you know, yeah, I gotta love it. It's a
2: great lawnmower pick, then.
3: Yeah. Oh, and you know what? For me, this is now going to be my go to for in the car with the top down. Yeah. Because you can't you can't appreciate a lot of nuance, but you still want good flavor. You know, if you're driving in the wind and stuff. So that's 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 going to be that for me. So well, I, I look forward to that. Going to be in your glove box humidor. Yep, that's exactly right. And I I by the way want to be able to convert my glove box to a humidor. So I'm working on that, uh, working on that, being able to do that uh, uh, soon. I'm hoping. So a lot to talk about on the show today. We will probably tell you about some cigars to watch for. We have a lot to taste, so we're gonna do uh, like mega tasting in the next few segments because I got to tell you, there's too much good stuff sitting on this counter, or what I anticipate will be good stuff that we definitely want to uh, get to. And. Well, there's just there's just so much going on, but I do have to tell you about this because we wanted to do it last week and we didn't get to it. From the category of spirits, we didn't need Tamworth Distilling's new brandy. We have to talk about it, so we'll get to that coming up as well. It's smoking and toasting, and we'll be right back to taste some more good stuff. Smoking and toasting. Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And uh, are you you actually going to pour some Weller
4: I am. Are, Greg, are you pouring in? Am I pouring in? I guess I brought it. It's so, oh, are you pouring? so yeah, Not, not this, only is this the 107. Yeah. Freshly open. Yeah, and this, yes. is, this is exciting
3: because it's obviously... Uh, it's the older screw cap, too, that they no but, longer th- make, I've been told. This is the stuff that you've got like on hand at your bar,
2: Just cracked right? that yes. open. Yeah, so that's It's not only the, the, the old school 107, but that's a special cask, right?
4: Uh, yes, so. it's a single cast, 107.
0: So nice. Would you like to sniff the bottle cap?
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just going to sniff was... <laughs> the snifter here. Uh, oh, my goodness. So while, while he's pouring that, I, I just wanted to note that this is the first year that my holiday celebration will be incomplete. Because part of my holidays every year uh, is enjoying that year's Anchor Brewing Company, mm-hmm. our special ale. Which is their holiday? Yeah, and And this is the first year. Yeah, the first year. It was first brewed in 1975, uh, and it's a little bit different every year, uh, but but it's always fantastic. And it met its unceremonious end in package form uh, this past June at the hand of Sapporo USA, the parent firm of San Francisco's uh, Anchor Brewing. And then they shut down uh, Anchor Brewing uh, about a month later, pulled the plug on it. However, Anchor Brewing according to an article in Vine Pair, has a future. Former workers are still fighting to be part of it, to do what's necessary to be able to purchase it, and bring back Anchor Brewing as an active and working brewery. So if we cross our fingers and hope maybe by next year's holiday season we'll be able to have Anchor's special year-end, Holiday. That hell. would be amazing. <sighs> I miss you know, it.
2: following this trend of uh, breweries buying themselves back,
3: mm-hmm. you know, from the well, a lot of uh, there is one of the things that's making a lot of news right now is craft breweries. Some of them going out of business, mm-hmm. and then the other news is that a lot of the big beer companies that bought them are selling them back to the original owners in in many cases. So it's an interesting trend, and it's nice to see it. Uh, nice to see it working that way. Uh, I don't want to talk about that for too long because if I do. It'll slow me down on being able to taste this uh, this Weller. You know, I'm such a
4: huge fan of Weller anyway. Yeah.
3: So, again, this is the Antique 107. Did you say this is single cask? Is that
4: right? Single barrel. Yes, it is a single barrel. So what I've been told with 107 is it's a small batch of multiple barrels. But what Buffalo Trace does with this one is they had allowed us. We actually went to Frankfort, Kentucky. And they gave us four different barrels to sample of that profile, but differences within the profile. And it's amazing how different the four were. One was very light. One was more of a traditional 107. This one had a little bit of a spicier note. spicy punch Mm -hmm. to it, yeah. Yeah. And we thought that was great on its own, in an old-fashioned, and some other cocktails. I
3: feel like this could bring, like, peace to the Middle East. This is this is how good this is. You know? This will bring all if, the boys to the yard. It, if, if, they, if they just sat down with a couple bottles of this, I think they could work everything out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's, it's really that good. I mean, it's... So good. It's
1: uh, Docs, what do you think of this? So I was just, uh, you know, my brain goes in all kinds of places when I relax for a second. And I had to reel it back in. <laughs> so last night, uh, after enjoying that uh, that nice uh, German meal, we uh, went back to the house and made some cocktails. And we made some old fashions. And Stephanie said uh, it'd be nice if we had some uh, cinnamon uh, sticks to, to, to light and toast and sure. put it in yeah. the cocktail as, a, as an aromatic uh, sure, uh, yeah. garnish and i had some cinnamon sticks and so we lit them up and it's reminding me of that i'm getting that smokiness so cinnamon, with a little yeah. bit of spice and white nose there yeah
3: and of course there's cinnamon but it does have that smokiness too and that's but it's not like a peated smokiness it's more like a just no, no, a, no, a but a but a toasted toasty yeah, kind of toasted thing. toasty yes toasted Absolutely, a toasty campfire sure. if you will yes. i am digging it this mm-hmm. is uh um, and do you have this available
4: behind the bar at the rally? Yes, we actually do still have uh, several cases of it left. So several this cases. was a release that we had pre-COVID and, mm-hmm. you know, during the forgotten times, you know, it yeah. sat there. And so we still have some
3: left. So I, I know we don't have a lot of time left in this segment, but tell me briefly, how did you guys survive, you know, COVID and nobody going out and, and all of that? I mean, what did you do? To weather the storm
4: it it was not easy we uh don't have a kitchen so a lot of the rules were in flux the whole time mm-hmm. you know from early COVID on we were one of the first businesses to close the day before saint patrick's day and then one of the final to reopen um we just went lean and mean you know we were able to get some of the government funding to help our bartenders out while mm-hmm. we were closed um we always operated uh, very strongly in terms of um, being able to weather storms like that, and just you know, just kind of cross our fingers and well, hope for the best during the blip, I guess. Is, I was
3: so glad to see that you guys reopened because oh, there were a lot Us of places too. that didn't, and uh, it was, uh, it, was a, it was a big thing. It was a big thing. All right, lots to do. We got to say goodbye to uh, some of our listeners whose stations only carry the first hour of the show. If you are uh, at one of those stations, please find the uh, second hour because the second hour is always the best. If nothing else, we've had more to drink by then, and uh, so you can find it on uh, YouTube or. Anywhere that podcasts are found. And uh, we'll be right back. Drinking news is right around the corner. And we got way, way more to sample. It's Smoking and Toasting. Mm. Oh, you're looking for cups? Oh, no. Oh, you're looking, looking for to go, open to the open open some, Yeah. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. And while we are opening. Uh, Bottles and cans here
2: Oh yeah oh, That's awesome <laughs>
3: That's just awesome uh, Nothing but uh, bona fide sound effects Here on Smoking and Toasting. Um, uh, under the category of spirits We Ooh. did not need The Tamworth Distillery House of Tamworth in New England Has just released their House of Tamworth Saison de Fry F-R-A-I It is A smoked trout flavored Brandy what? Why? You ever wanted your beer to
0: taste like a fish? Why? Well, yeah. here you go.
3: <laughs> Why would you want a, a brandy that tastes like a trout? In case you did.
1: Yeah, I don't get it. What do you want to do tonight? Let's have some fish. Well, I feel like having some brandy now. Two of your favorites are in one <laughs> yeah. bottle. Yeah, and you I, can mix them together. I, I wanna, you I got brandy out, in my trout. You got trout in my brandy. Yeah, and I just want to point <laughs> out, two great tastes. It
2: tastes great together. You know, when, the, when they had
3: that trout on the bottom yogurt, I was against that too. So uh, I just got on the bottom. Yogurt. I didn't feel like that was real chunks necessary. of fish. Yes. Besides, yes. I mean,
2: everyone knows trout and scotch is way better, right? Yeah, it, it, sure. Better, uh, I want to point this brandy. out to you, by the way.
0: You brought this. Beer. Does anyone yes. even say? Like you know, so, I sure would like brandy with my trout.
4: Yeah, when they're eating, of like this is a I just want to know what the o de is of yeah, the trout. Is it. Some questions that?
5: unaged.
3: Some trout. questions are better left unanswered. Ian was pointing out that this may be the haziest Here, uh, pesis, IPA we've pesis. ever pesis. seen. One down. Uh, it is. This super is, so. Hazy. I
2: got the bottom of the. You got the bottom the of the, bottom can, of the yeah. can, and it's got. it's got trub.
3: Yeah. It's well, got so, chunks. So what we are uh, sampling here is from the brewery called Phase 3. And Phase 3 is a pretty pretty innovative brewery. We've had their Mexican lager on the show before and uh, some of the rest. Of but this is an IPA. It's the DDH bouquet B-O-K-E-H, Bokeh Orbs. And it's a hazy double. Are you pouring me more?
2: I'm pouring you a little more because you're going to get the other...
3: We're I'm gonna some, get the rest of the, the haze. Is what you're, uh, okay, yeah. Well, I'm I'm always making fun of you for hazy beers, so now you can or for uh, chunky beers. So now you can make fun of me for chunky IPA. It smells great, though. Yeah. Uh,
1: oh, it really does. It really double does. dry hop. I know you're not a
3: big IPA guy, so I'm not, I
1: feel like I just ate like a, a bounty sheet. I'm not, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not expecting you to like this one, but but what about you? That's, that's, well, you, it definitely you has guy?
4: all the nose that the last one lacked, right? Right. The, <laughs> I mean, the bad astronaut. Yeah
3: the nice.
1: nose is nice yeah
4: but it has that very very ipa
3: mm-hmm. wow it's big it's big and it's bold and i love it what about you ian you're you're pickier about ipas than me i have a tendency to like a lot more of them than it I took don't.
2: two sips i love the mouthfeel on this <laughs> yeah. it's got a big round um
3: mm-hmm.
2: silky kind of mouthfeel to it um it took two sips to really get the flavor through, but that might be because I just had a piece of chocolate and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty good. It's, it tastes like uh, orange peel, orange zest. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting
3: a little grapefruit in there. Grapefruit, oh, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. It, yeah, no, no, no sure. check it
2: out. It says right here. It says, uh, according to the Surgeon General, women should not drink alcoholic beverages. During oh, the that pregnancy. explains the grapefruit. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: So... <laughs> <laughs> This is coming in at seven point seven percent
3: does, as well. Did it say what hops they use? I think it does say it, that at the bottom. Cashmere
2: the... and uh, Citra.
3: Okay, so the Cashmere is where the funky is coming from, and the Citra obviously is where we're getting the grapefruit and the uh, the orange zest. But that's that's where you because Cashmere is a really interesting hop. Like it, it, I I've had some IPAs with Cashmere that are just like way like over the top dank. This mm. is not that mm. dank, but it's definitely it's definitely big.
2: Man, look at yeah. how thick that bottom of the. Uh, it's pretty thick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> bottom <laughs> of the can was. Docs is not an IPA guy,
0: yeah, I look on his this. face. He's refusing think to think even, even look in this direction. Well, He's I will say like,
4: I, I normally cannot stand IPAs either, even though they're very popular, and it has the nose of it, but it feels well balanced, and I don't get a lot of that hop. And bitterness. It's not super bitter on the back. Yeah, it's no.
2: not resinous. Uh, it's 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 got that fruity, zesty kind of uh, tartness. to Phase it. Phase
3: three is they're coming out with some really interesting stuff. I have to say for these guys, I really like them. Really like them. I think that's good. As the as the guy who likes IPAs, I think it's. I think it's this, fantastic. Is nice. yeah. this is nice. good IPA. If you it's offered fantastic. it to me, I
4: would drink it, and not the water. They, so they as should as
3: put the addition <laughs> of uh, <laughs> please and roll not the gently. Kombucha. Before yeah. you pour it. Yeah, yeah, that that we
1: probably should have read that first. Are <laughs> those uh are those hops cashmere? <laughs> no. Of course they're cashmere. Come on, from Seinfeld, yeah, the sweater, of course cashmere, cashmere blend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's cashmere. Blend. Of course, it's cashmere.
3: It's pink cashmere. isn't that a print song? What's that
1: red dot? Yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: all right. So let's let's move to spirits. Doc says poured. It. Which one is this that you poured
1: now? I don't remember. I'm still thinking about my bounty sheet. <laughs> is uh, this here or? <laughs> no. Is this Do you one need a palate cleanse? So what we so have yeah. here is we have uh, two from our uh, 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 plantation extreme. Uh, uh, What does extreme mean? Does it mean uh, what it sounds like? It's French for extreme. Okay. Uh, And and the best way that I can describe it or like the series, this is plantation unplugged. This is going to be usually uh, uh, some uh, higher proof. Uh, We're not using Mm. any dosage on this one. Really, really meant to uh, uh, embody the the intense side of whichever rum island or country that we're we're uh, um, you know showcasing. In this case, it's both. They're both Barbados. There's There's a dark
3: wooliness to this. It's got a wonderful, wonderful
1: nose. Yes,
3: the nose is absolutely
0: just beautiful. Yeah.
3: I, you know, rum is just so like I have such an appreciation for great rum and uh, I can tell even before I taste this Oh wow. That it's I'm like gonna a love it. wow.
2: Like a chocolatey note with cinnamony kind of thing going on. There's a um I taste the cinnamon definitely. Mm-hmm. That's just like the retro is like a whole other set of flavors.
3: So when you're telling me that it's extreme, mm-hmm. uh I'm actually expecting it... I didn't know you spoke French. ...to be, <laughs> and now you know. <laughs> uh, but I'm actually expecting it to be funkier, and it's actually extremely uh, easy to drink.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, keep um, in mind, when, when we talk about funk, uh, for the most part, that's really going to be something that's... Uh, um, uh, you know, for Jamaican rum, and that's mm-hmm. going to be because usually uh, uh, of the fact that there's a, um, uh, a long, well, definitely a long fermentation process, at least a longer one, this one, but uh, also though that sometimes the, the muck pit uh, 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 method, I should say. We already talked about the muck pit, right? Yeah. Should I go over that again? Sure, go for it.
4: Okay. It's always a good idea to revisit.
1: Okay. The um, muck pit, ladies and gentlemen. Smoking to just. This is muck pit by Greg Doxagas. Hit me a C, a bouncy C. Go ahead. Andrew. Uh, set the scene.
4: <laughs> set the scene. We're in Jamaica. We're in Jamaica. It's Ninety-five it. degrees. Picture it. Beautiful it's Jamaica. Sunny day. The year was
1: nineteen ninety-six. Uh, so, <laughs> oh. that sounds like Alice's restaurant there. <laughs> Yaman.
3: I'm totally expecting some Marley, but. Uh, <laughs>
1: So, the muck pit is basically going to be uh, a runoff of various cane products, uh, 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 old fermentation, uh, old cane juice, whatever crawls in there and dies and that sort of thing. And it's like a real muck. And they'll take this muck and they'll put it into the next fermentation batch to kind of give it that uh, same continuity of flavor and that funk. So, it's kind of
3: like what's left over after the whole process. Yeah, and there'll be
1: some dunder in there also, which is the runoff Mm -hmm. of uh, when actually they do some distilling. There'll be like an oily black... uh, runoff called dunder and they'll put that back into the muck pit also and just all kinds of things that give it that local towa. now mm-hmm. they don't really do this in other countries to my knowledge but a little secret time here everybody put your pinkies out and promise you won't tell anyone we're going to be working on some uh, uh um some muck pit projects in barbados uh, vivian wisdom who's uh, running up uh, most of our projects in jamaica is learning his expertise to our team at West Indies Rum Distillery. Barbados, and, and soon we're going to be uh, distilling some mutt pit—I uh, uh, guess fermented—you would call it—Barbados uh, uh, rums. Mm. This is absolutely wonderful. Yes. So very rare. We only got like six six packs of this when we first brought it in about six months ago. Uh, And you can find it down there at specs number zero there on Smith Street. Uh, And this is the Barbados uh, 2007. We try the 2007 first, and it's 116 proof. Uh, I'm going to pop another one here. I wrote about a 2000 vintage, and this one's going to be actually a lot less in the proof uh, and the strength, but still all of the body and that forwardness. Uh, this one's going to be, I believe, 98 proof. I'm going to double check my math okay. here real quick. So the first one was how big? Uh, that one was 116. 116. This and one is just shy of 99. Can I just okay. point out that they really are after Ian
0: today for the after show thing because his wa- his is his is poured the most and he's yeah. trying to figure out what yeah. to do right now. Yeah. Like I have to play after this.
3: Yeah. <laughs> 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 we've already we've already talked about. it. So Ian's band is is recording a uh, uh, like a studio session thing uh, with Made in Texas Radio after the show. So. Uh, we've we already know that Ian's mic's going to be turned off. <laughs> they, so. They've got it out for me. That
1: album is going to come out. It's to be called the Sloppy Session. Yes, <laughs>
3: <laughs> I love that. Um, Docs, what is this this first bottle that we uh, that we tried the two thousand and eight two 2007. Eight, seven, 2007? This is this is the one you let me uh, try yesterday. What uh, yeah, what does this retail Saturday. for if I can find a bottle?
1: Oh, boy. Uh, I believe the 2007 is uh $200 range. I really should have looked at this because I was just there the other day.
3: Because I'm thinking I should buy a bottle of this on my way home.
1: Uh, if you want it, I would get it. Because it, I don't see it lasting through the Christmas season, uh, and this it, one, it, this one fantastic. should be about a hundred dollars or more. Um, so, the
3: one we're trying now is hundred dollars more.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, so, it's, it's a, a lesser
3: proof, but it's a two thousand. Right, 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 Not
4: right. that it will help you, but I did see them in Orange County at the store recently. So, if you're Orange in California, County, California, California, <laughs> County, California okay. good it's to a know. Wonderful liquor <laughs> store there. Do, there that have, I saw have, both of these. We do have listeners bottles.
3: in Orange County. So run over uh, there today. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, so it's good to know. So uh, this,
1: this one,
0: what? this smells totally. This the is nose is different, so but good. wonderful. Just completely different,
3: but completely more. I mean, it's just to me, wonderful. On The nose. This is much funkier than the the last
1: one. You keep saying funky. I'm going to say musty.
3: Musty. Yes. Okay. I, I think funky is Ooh. a more positive
1: term than, than
3: funky in a George Musty <laughs> kind of way. No, but
1: I like. Yeah. My, I think. My, listen. What, what are these? <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> what, what are the, What are the? Brent Mustberger. Uh, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> but, so yeah, these these are, these are. But what are these aged in?
4: An attic? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Apparently, some kind of a what did you call it? A, a muck pit. A cellar.
0: No. Oh, so a, cellar. a muck.
1: A muck pit is, is what goes into the fermentation. I know. I know. You know. I just, uh, for, I just wanted to say muck pit. <laughs> just fun to say. Yeah. For
0: two bottles that look very similar. Yeah, these they be are to, the, Yeah, the difference oh, in the so actual contents of the bottles are, see, is I, amazing. I still
3: want to describe it as funkier because, as you know, here on the program, smoking and toasting, we want the funk. We, we actually. You see,
1: I just we, wanna, we want to. This funk. was all we just one had, big we, setup. We, up. It, yeah. it, Gotta it, 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 it was just it was just it was just a, what it was it was all elaborate ploy to keep an ongoing joke going just one more show at least one more show <laughs>
3: because don't you feel like jokes get funnier every time they're told? You certainly do. They pick, up a bit of fun- <laughs> they pick up a little bit of funny every time they're told. My my wife I think is in your camp. So no, well right now right now my
1: wife is going, "See, that's how that feels to hear the same thing over and <laughs> over again."
3: <laughs> uh, this is really good. I don't know that I like it more than the previous one. It's wildly different.
1: Um, it's. I, th- I think it's brighter. Yes. than the than the other one. The other one's more. Uh, it's, gonna, it's this one's. The two thousand seven's more dense. I think the two thousand is more brighter. Uh, and my personal palette, I'm down with the two thousand. And plus, I know me, guys. I I I don't like to go travel too far north of a hundred proof. Yeah,
2: so. I, I get you. Um, I like both of them a lot. This one though, this one hits all those little.
1: So so you like
3: the it second one? Different. but You like the two thousand? I, I better?
2: like how left of normal this is it's, it's, it's got some uh some crazy like funky stuff going on. i'm gonna say funk uh it's got some crazy funky <laughs> stuff going on in there um, because we want
4: the funk. it is so
1: and different.
2: an earthy like almost like
4: a is
1: that what it is the finish like i was getting earthy how would you kind oh of uh, no, absolutely i think earthy. i was like trying a, to figure sure. out <laughs> that
3: finish i feel like i'm i'm really experiencing great. the terroir Yes,
1: you know? and thank you because that, that's the mission at Plantation. And take a look, uh, if you you know on on the labels there. I know we showed them earlier. Uh, they, we wanted the art to really Those kind labels of labels uh, are so beautiful. Well, look at this bus we cry. wanted to highlight the color and and just the heart uh, uh, and the vibe of of Barbados, and I think they did a really good job of capturing it. You guys always it. do a beautiful job it. with
4: these labels. This, this has, has been one
1: of my favorite segments
3: because we had. A big beer and two big rums, and that's a great segment, in my opinion. My pants are a good right segment for the running. cycle. We'll be right back. Let's just take the rest of the day off. And toasting. Oh, we will. Except for Ian, who has to play in a... Uh... <laughs> we'll
1: be right back. Oh, no. for a completely different
3: nugget. <laughs> no. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's smoking and toasting. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits. Which boy did we have some fine spirits in that last segment? And uh, hand rolled cigars. Uh, Docs, I, I love when you come on the show because you're uh, you're a lot of fun to have on. But your your rums are just like you've brought He's on some gregarious. of the some of the best spirits we've had on this show. Seriously, I've been things you brought on. So thank you, I appreciate that.
1: Get all mushy on yeah, the air, man. Well, I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love I mean, you guys. It's it's <laughs> like I it's like
3: I say all the time, when we have Andrew Doxakis on the show, <laughs> it's always good. Please. Oh, Andy. I, Andrew, I, Robert, I, I honestly don't know where that came from. Like, I don't even
1: know any of It's a best. clip. It's all right. We, uh, you know, it's, uh, I feel like your family. Okay, well, that's good.
3: Then then we can insult I don't, each I don't other. Talk to, I don't talk to them much. Yes. He's, he's, not, just calling, <laughs> he's just calling you, he, he's,
2: he's, like, he's like the dad calling you by, like, another one of the kids' names. Like, yeah. No, know, that happens all the time. Well, it's
4: his non-standard name, Greg. You know, it's yeah. just really. Yeah, it's such an odd and different yeah. yes.
3: sort of name. Why did his mother do that to him? It's hard to get used to. All right, you have some eagles rare sitting there looking really really pretty so uh while while you pour that tell us a little bit about this choo-choo train here this this looks my aunt was really really good with ceramics my aunt dorothy and this looks like something she might have made but this is something you guys have at the bar is that right at the rail yard we haven't released
4: it yet but this was our big coat you mentioned COVID earlier this was our big COVID project we had always talked about, should we do, you know, we're not a tiki bar. Right. Um, we love to go to tiki bars. We're all big tiki fans. I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm a fan. But we wanted to do, we kind of played with the idea. And so we reached out to Tiki Farm in San Clement, California, talking mm-hmm. about Orange County earlier. <laughs> and they make mugs for everybody. They do a lot of big theme park mugs. They do smaller tiki you bar mugs from many stuff, places. Don't they? Yep. They, they, I, I don't know if they can say, but yes, okay, I, okay. They <laughs> do a lot of uh, everyone's familiar with Trader Sam's. They, it's they been do mentioned work with, that
3: they might have. Yes, they, may, yes, they, they may make them for a mouse. They may somewhere. have a great partnership yeah. <laughs> with
4: <laughs> certain larger producers, and yeah, yes, yes certain you. larger I theme parks you. with. So, But what are you guys going we to do with rooms. these now? Do, can we buy these? So, the so what, what we were excited about and what uh, at Tiki Farm, <laughs> what they were excited about because they do so many awesome products, obviously, for bigger people than us, was doing a train. And we're a bar on a train track. And they were very excited. Uh, so we went through different various uh, editions of this uh but this was the final product funny enough when we were in production or not pre-production and design it actually looked a little bit too uh Thomas the Tank Engine that was the kind of feedback because we they talked about doing that kind of um the the Almost South Pacific that like kinda. the well the like the Tiki the South Pacific <laughs> right. look and on the front of the train which we we quickly went away from because it looked like Thomas the Tank Engine so uh <laughs> that did not work, needless to say. So what we did on the back, if you can see back where the engineer would sit, is kind of this relief with the volcano and, and the yeah. traditional tiki and the and the palm trees and everything. But we will be working – actually, that's been a project with uh, our great friends at Docks and Plantation to do a couple different um, traditional tiki cocktails. We'd like to also do a bourbon tiki drink, so yeah, not just yeah. rum. Uh, But we will be announcing something very soon with this project. So you'll be able to buy a drink in this, basically? Yes, yes, yes. And then take this home with you? And the smokestack is actually designed so that you could do a little overproof rum and fire it. Don't tell the oh. fire marshals, but that is—that is, that is know, so good. So wow. I was
3: thinking you put the straw in. There. That's what I was thinking too. Oh yeah, yeah. Cool. Originally it was That's punched through, cool. but
4: it's actually yes for a little high proof so that you can um, light it.
3: I'm loving this already. Let's do it right yeah. now. Let's you do do have right the Benihana the <laughs> and then just ding, go. Go. ding 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 go. down the bar. Yep. I am loving this already. Okay, uh, you have poured us some Eagle Rare, which we have to taste and talk about, but we almost—it's uh, almost time for us to go to break here. So we'll do that when we come back. What we will also do when we come back is a little thing we like to call drinking news, and we would drink enough that it should be fun we'll be right back at smoking a toast wait y'all been drinking oh i forgot my spot you're always in my liquor cabinet. Welcome back at Smoking and Toasting ladies and gentlemen. We are so glad to have you on the program here and it's always fun when we have docs on the show. I, I appreciate it. And then and then you know when you bring a friend it's even better. So uh, it's <laughs> it's uh, actually really cool. Now you poured this Eagle Rare and we didn't get to it in the last segment. Except I did get to you it. i been getting it. Oh okay. I was going to say been, I've been <laughs> quite a day, except I did get to it. And wow, tell me about this bottle cuz obviously Eagle Rare is a great whiskey, but w- what are we drinking here?
4: So Eagle Rare is, as they described, a 10-year Buffalo Trace product. I believe it is a 10-year Buffalo Trace, whereas Buffalo Trace is a blend of, I think it's around five to seven-year uh, mm-hmm. bourbons. In the particular, the Rick House that they feel is that profile. This is a 10-year. What's special about this, our barrel pick with our, our seal, is it's a single-barrel Eagle Rare. So very much like the Weller 107, where it's a blend of barrels normally mm-hmm. in their product, this is an actual single barrel of three that we picked. And this came out right when we reopened. So
3: what you are able to do is you're able to go to work with these different distilleries, like the Buffalo Trace guys who do Eagle Rare, and you're able to go in and pick these specific barrels yes that you say okay we want this whole barrel and then you have the bottles from that barrel at your uh, at your bar
4: yes yes uh, they what they'll do is they they usually do I think allocations by different states and they came to us and they said we can offer you in the previous case world of 107 in this case eagle rare and we'll send you samples that we feel like are distiller, feels like this is the product but a little bit of a variation from it. Mm -hmm. And so we were like, absolutely we'd love to do an Eagle Rare. We hadn't done that before. And so they gave us these three samples. We like this one the most of the three. Two are usually pretty good. One's a little bit light, it seems like. I
3: still have to just go back and completely berate my high school guidance counselor because (laughs) i did not know that 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 these kind of careers existed and i wish i had because i would have chosen you know the things a little bit differently well this is absolutely wonderful but what i love about this is like this and and what we had earlier as well the well these are like special things that are a little bit different that you can only get at your place, absolutely, and, and it's really, really cool. I, the rail yard in Houston, by the I way. I love Weller off of San Felipe, and uh, I love the
2: fact that you have a bottle of Weller that still tastes like the same. It's like getting, it's like, it's like, it's like getting, uh, getting a sandwich made the same way, which has a little something in it. You know, like to, yeah. it's just a little different. You know, it's like something you're used to because Eagle Rare is another one that I. I absolutely love, and I'm very familiar with the flavor. And this has a little more spice. You tend to like a little yes. more spice mm-hmm. in your it's barrel packs. It's a little more robust, it? right? Right. It's a little more robust. It's, it's got a little something in there, but it still tastes like the Eagle Rare. And I love trying something that I'm very familiar with and then, uh, like feeling those little differences is so nice. It,
4: it, it's wild to think that it's all in the same Rick House, potentially next to each other, and it's the the profile of it, but how different the spirit can taste from the same mash bill, age the same amount of time, and the Dealing same place. Materials, that, that's yeah.
3: what makes all of this so much fun, in my mind. Like, yeah. This is why it's so much fun to try these different things and to share these different things. And it's, it's, it's
2: also what makes the whiskey blender's job mind-boggling.
3: Oh, I don't know how they do it.
2: I really don't. Like can you can you imagine that? like your ingredients are varying from from barrel to barrel to barrel. Yet, when you put out this one product, you're trying to make it all taste like it always does. Yeah. That's mind-boggling to me. That, it's like, it's oh. like going into a kitchen and having different ingredients every day coming up with the same dish. Like, wh- what?
3: Yeah. Wasn't that a show with William Shatner on it where they would throw different ingredients at people and just made something? Like oh, was Iron <laughs> yeah, Chef. Was was that was Star Trek, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, oh, yeah. That's <laughs> exactly what it was. I'm a doctor, Jim,
1: not a chef. Uh, well,
3: Beat me up some <laughs> potatoes, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, well, I gotta tell you, uh, it's, it's, it's a tough job but somebody's got to do it and those guys so, do it well
1: do I, do I do I have time to jump into this real quick on one thing oh and Eagle rare but, sure I, one thing I want to point out about this is that you know ego rare once upon a time actually not so long ago it used to be a single single barrel of bourbon but right. uh, they're, they're blending it now which is nothing wrong with that it's just it's, it's not it used to be all single barrel and when you have a single barrel of bourbon it's not. It's just not going to get the same bottle every single time, but sure. it's always quality. Right. Now, these, the, it's much different from making cognac, where the art is in the blend and That sort of thing, you know. Uh, when these whiskey makers, uh, you know, in, bourbon, in, in, in Kentucky and that sort of thing, they their their way of 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 uh, mixing the medicine, so to speak, is to move these barrels around, you know, right. and, and that sort of thing. Yes. So they know they're gonna taste <laughs> right. these barrels and they know where to put that barrel to get it to where it needs to taste like Eagle rare. So when I taste this one. This reminds me of that roll of the dice, always happy, eagle rare that I used to get so long. I love it. I absolutely well, love it. Well, and I
4: would be remiss if I didn't give my wife's tasting notes on this, which is caramel, sunshine, and happiness. <laughs> that is perfect. Nice. It's absolutely it's like perfect. Docs was saying.
3: And we've had just enough of this that I think it's time. Did you, did you like the musical pad? Under I there? did. Was it was sad. wonderful. It was wonderful. We've had just enough of this that I think it's time for Drinking News. Drinking News.
2: Drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Drinking news. Drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. A Florida man with one arm said he had a gator for a bed. When asked about his absent arm, he said, uh, I take my gator to the the bed. (laughs) Drinking news,
1: <laughs> it's time for drinking news. I feel like I brought my kid on the show. Now say this. He's like, line, line, line.
4: I had it, and I talked about you, Rare, and I lost it. What's
3: great is he was looking at the drinking news like story, trying
1: to get it off of there, but of course it's not on there. where can we roll that last part again? We got to roll in from like the very last line and let him nail us. Go for it, a Florida man. Florida man from
2: one arm. <laughs> now I'm messing up. Florida man with that. one arm said he had a gator for a bat. <laughs> when, ab- when asked about when asked about his abs- I've got one good one in me, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, when asked all- about his absent arm, he said, a- I had to take my gator to the vet. <laughs> There we go. That's what drinking really Nailed getting. It. There you know. it. Drinking News. Now it's time for Drinking News.
3: We'll be sure to edit that. Yeah. Not. <laughs> not. Uh, well, Drinking News is our uh, segment of the program where we bring you stories that are sometimes, but not always about drinking, but that are always best enjoyed if you've been drinking. And mine is empty for some reason. I don't know what happened there. Uh, Before we get into it... The problem is this Eagle Rare has evaporative qualities. Apparently it does. Disappears quick. Before we get into our drinking (laughs) news story for today, we must bring you up to date on the latest from the sunshine state of Florida. And I swear to you on this bottle of Barbados 2000 that Doc's brought with him today (laughs) that what I'm about to tell you is absolutely true. We've chronicled the exploits of Florida Man many times here on Drinking News, and just when you think you've heard it all, along will come another Florida man or Florida woman to top the last one. But now, you can actually participate in Florida Man activities Florida man. <laughs> on February 24th, 2024. That's two two four two four. If you're paying attention, at the Francis Field in St. Augustine, Florida, you may actually be able to participate and compete to win a Gator Head Trophy. <laughs> because, of course, you can. Of course, because Florida. In an actual event called the Florida Man Games. Florida <laughs> oh, Man Games. You'll be able Games. to play in a number of contests, including, and again, I, I want, I want to stress, I'm not making this up. <laughs> you'll be able to play in a number of contests, including the weaponized pool noodle mud duel, <laughs> the evading arrest obstacle course, where you'll be pursued by actual members of law enforcement, the beer belly Florida sumo competition, Oh. <laughs> The category five hurricane cash grab, which is exactly what it sounds like, <laughs> that's yes. Amazing. You'll try to grab dollar bills in simulated they just take a trailer category of, uh, five hurricane cash winds. and spin it around in the air. <clears throat> yep. And something that's being called again, not making this up. A catalytic converter, two bikes, yes. and a handful of copper pipes race against time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, uh, That's
0: amazing. Can, you do, can you, we sponsor this? You <laughs> have to steal those, don't you? That's what you have to do—is steal those Not for that. I you need to, hey, you is. need to be carrying
3: a sawzall at the same time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You do have to buy tickets to compete, and if you were so inclined, you can actually get them at theFloridaManGames.com. All it's right. called thefloridamangames.com. Yeah. So hey, uh, Ian, there's a part. thing.
0: You, they need a They need a theme song for <laughs>
2: Florida that. FloridaMangames.com. Yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I forgot what key I was in. I'm playing guitar instead of ukulele. I will say, we have a lot of friends in the Orlando area, and this has been quite the talk. Is oh, the so, few, so you've the, heard the of this? Four, yes, I have. You already okay. know about this? Yeah. I'm on the ground floor with people in Central Florida that are very excited about. <laughs> this. Oh my God! Oh, they the got the floor.
1: they got the dopest logo, man. I mean, that's that's. Oh yeah, yeah. it looks like so an, cool. uh, oh, yeah, an yeah, Iron yeah, Man yeah, competition. it yeah. looks like a hockey jersey logo. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, in our main story today, police in Niceville, Florida, which sounds just charming, doesn't it? <laughs> Niceville, Florida. Pick it. Good old Police <laughs> there responded to a call to assist firefighters at a home in Okaloosa County and arrived to the site of white smoke pouring from a house and the distinct smell of something on fire. Police knocked on the door, which was answered by a Florida man.
2: Florida man.
3: I just wanted to give you time. A Florida man later identified as James Gregory Cunningham who told officers, I'm sorry, and then promptly closed the door. <laughs> cops, say fixed the, it. <laughs> cops say the Florida man was naked and he was standing, quote, in a smoke-filled house with items on fire inside it, unquote, including <laughs> towels. The police report states that cunningham showed no sign of understanding of the danger that he was in
2: no sign of
3: understanding or clothes but or that officers were finally able to get him to come back to the door at that point they detained him and from somewhere brought him some pants it turns out that the man had been smoking weed and had also consumed two liters of vodka which apparently gave him A very serious case of the munchies. So what did Florida Man do? Uh, He did what anyone who was stoned and drunk on two liters of vodka would do. He decided to make himself some cookies. (laughs) Making some cookies. Me like cookie. Problem was, he apparently got the bright idea that the best way to make these cookies was on a George Foreman grill. Of course. Uh, The George Foreman grill is brilliant, man. You cook stuff on there, it makes its own dipping sauce. Yeah. Well, then, in his intoxicated stupor, he forgot all about his cookies and left them on the George Foreman grill for an extended period of time. For
2: my (laughs) yummy cookies.
3: Uh It's not wrong to speculate as to whether the former boxing champion's grills are actually safe to use. We're reminded here of the episode of The Office where Michael, who liked to cook himself bacon in bed in the mornings (laughs) on his George Foreman grill, woke up and accidentally stepped in it, barbecuing his foot in the process. Everybody loves to wake up and say bacon. It's good for me. (laughs) In the case of Florida Man, this guy finally noticed the smoke and the fact that his Foreman grill had caught fire. And so he did the logical thing and tried to put it out with towels, (laughs) which immediately burst into flames as well, potentially singeing the hair on his naked body. <laughs> and setting off the smoke alarms as the fire continued Grease to rage. And towel fire. <laughs> yep. He tried to put it out with towels. Because Of course he did. Because Florida man, right? I'm not going to sing it anymore. Florida. (laughs) Now, I'll admit, I am a bit sympathetic to uh, Florida man. I mean, who among us (laughs) hasn't gotten ravenously hungry after a night of drinking and partying and needed something in their stomachs besides just the alcohol, right? So I'm convinced, by the way, that if everyone in the world just suddenly stopped drinking, Arby's, White Castle, Taco Cabana, and Jack in the Box would all go out of business. (laughs) Like tomorrow. So to wrap up our story... I will confess that, as is often the case, this Florida man's tragic tale has caused me to once again wax poetic. (laughs) Yep, that's right. I've written a short sonnet about his experience that has helped me deal with my my feelings about it. And if it's all right, I'd like to share that prose with you now. It goes a little something like this. (laughs) A stoned, naked Florida slacker craved some cookies or maybe a cracker. He forgot them, drunk still, on his George Foreman grill and damn near burned off his Tally Whacker. <laughs> Reporting live from Niceville, where I'm wondering what happened to those burnt cookies because I'm freaking starving. <laughs>
2: <laughs> My name is
3: Cruz and that is your... Well done, sir.
2: <laughs> drinking news, drinking news. That's our time for Drinking News. Ah, uh, me wonder what happened to Cookie, too.
5: <laughs>
0: you know, I almost wore a
3: Cookie Monster shirt today. Oh, my God. I that should have. That would have been, been, been beautiful. I, uh, All right, we've only got like a minute left in this segment, but I just wanted to uh, go ahead and get started tasting this, and then we'll talk about it in our final Goodbye segment. This is the Barley Wine, which Ian will tell us more about. In the next segment, but real quick, Ian, your initial oh. thoughts?
2: I'm 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 going to need to see that bottle again. Um,
3: so right off the
2: bat, this is a very English style barley wine, and that's what you like. And it
3: is like outrageously good. And we'll be right back to talk about it more. It's smoking and toasting.
0: Yours
3: is. In the beginning. Welcome back. It's uh, Smoking a Tosin. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. I love the moment in the show when Terry is handing his glasses uh, Yeah, glass is the best? Just to make sure that he uh, doesn't get left out of out. the pour. I don't want to miss out. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Terry, our uh, producing engineer here. Uh, so, Docs is pouring our next spirit from. Um, uh, uh, well, I'll let, you, I'll let you tell us exactly what this is. About. No, I want you to Maison say the brand name. Wrong. Wrong. It, a, don't Ferran. help him. No, I, I got Ferran. spirit. I know yes, I I,
1: <laughs> I know it's Maison Ferrand, but I, I, I don't know exactly
3: what it is. So <laughs> S- I'll let you tell us about
1: that in a minute. But S-T-I-R-I-T. Ian, you better tell us. Let's hear it. You better tell us more <laughs> we about We got a whole this. thing going. Have on we dropped here, Pierre? Probably.
4: Is it just Maison or is Pierre still there? I don't want to lose this barley wine though. Because barley
3: wine is outstanding. All right, yeah. Because this. Was so not- this is
2: Ale Song uh, Brewing and Blending. Unplugged is a term that's been relevant for only a fraction of human history prior to which was only um, the only state any of us knew as we worked uh, with our friends. Ale Song Brewing mm-hmm. and Blending, we reflected on our common ground external to craft beer, our desire to con- disconnect from the world in order to make more. T- this is this a lot. Mm-hmm. So Aging a beer in barrels is sort of like sending a beer on a camping trip, reintroducing it. Uh, to its original habitat in order to restore the qualities that um, the environment bestows. So with this beer, we are reflecting on the beauty and more primitive endeavors and a quality that disconnects our lives. Barley wine aged six months
3: and cognac finished oh. barrels. Uh, so, oh, so con- it's interesting. Yeah. This oh, is, Docs, uh, Have we had a barley wine on uh, when you've been on the show before? <laughs>
1: uh, not to my recollection. Yeah. No so, so what's
3: your what's your take on this?
1: You know, I'm getting a real uh, Chimay white label thing off this. Mm. You know I mean? Very uh, much so.
2: Yeah. Do you have any idea what I think about Barley Wines? Yeah, I have, I have a clue. <laughs> I would drink this floating down the river. Yeah. Um I, I love this. This is so good. Yeah. Well it it's a good thing. It's about a fifty dollar bottle. I'm holding on to it because I don't want anyone else to touch it. Would you drink it with a fox? <laughs> <laughs> would you drink it next to doc sweet
1: but like
4: <laughs> so you drink it flowing down the river I feel like you know a tide might change and then the bottles yeah. just end the- no
3: trust me Ian would hold on to that bottle uh, it, I would drink it out of would, a quiver sorry would, I had to come up with a rhyme yeah, uh, yeah. It's, all <laughs> right. it's all right it happens and by the way the, this is outrageously
2: good I this just is so good.
3: I just want to recognize your uh, your Simpsons reference because your Simpsons reference which I think you got Slightly wrong, but it was it was when Kent Brockman, the newsman, like he, he was giving some horrible disaster story, and then he reaches under the uh, the uh, news <laughs> counter and pulls out a bottle and drinks from it. And goes, ah, sweet liquor eases the pain. <laughs> oh, well,
2: <laughs> I used the wrong word, but there you yeah. have it. But sweet barley wine eases the pain. We'll take it. We'll take barley it.
3: wine is sweet and sticky, and ridiculous. I love it. Docs, you have poured us one more that I want to make sure we get uh, time to get to from Maison Ferran. Uh, yes. Tell me what you have poured us here. This
1: is the Renegade Barrel number 3. <laughs> the three. I, no, actually, I believe... What them. is a Renegade Barrel? Well, I'm, I'm, well we... Oh, okay. The are My My brain, arr- my brain arr- went... went it, was, it was buffering, buffering. Now mm-hmm. it's back online. So uh, <laughs> what is a Renegade Barrel? So this is our, 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 our tongue-in-cheek name for our experimental cognacs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story, as it goes, is that um, Alexandre Gabriel, being the uh, troublemaker that he is, uh, was uh, announcing his plans to do some of these special aged uh, cognacs that is frowned upon. Um, we came and called this one cognac. It's called an eau de vie de vin made with Veron uh, uh, cognac. But when he made plans to uh, announce that the BNIC that he was going to do this, uh, one uh, the head of one particularly well-known cognac company he says you cannot do this if you do this you will be a renegade. <laughs> Hell yeah, we were. I uh, love that. I love that. I love <laughs> that. So renegade barrel and what's really funny it was like the first time he told me about the first one we did was renegade barrel number 1 which was a chestnut cask. No, no, check that. It was a uh, Sauternes cask. The second one, we could call that one cognac. The second one was a chestnut cask. We couldn't call that one cognac. And when Alexander was first telling me about it, he says if I were to call this cognac, you know, they could put me in jail for 5 months. I said, do it <laughs> no one will ever forget this man i mean this. Right, it in right, we'll, 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 th- we'll the him to go to jail we'll call it five we'll, months we'll, in that long man <laughs> I, said, come I, on. I said i said we'll call it the Ferran sacrifice no one will go down in history it's like the case. this man went to jail for his <laughs> yeah. art he suffered for his art this is incredible
3: can we buy this absolutely, absolutely you
1: can you have my permission. Uh, it's, so it's uh, this is the, the Ring barrel number three, which the rum, excuse me, whoop, hello, the cognac has been double-aged in our Jamaican rum barrel. Uh, it's got just such a
3: wonderful, like, uh, mouthfeel to it. It has, this is so, so great. complex. Well, if you look <laughs> yeah. on the label
1: there, you'll see that Monsieur Ferrand has come into life in, in real color there. Uh, that's what it. This, that's what this uh, rum, excuse me, this cognac does. Yeah. What the rum barrel does for this cognac, it really brings out those tropical colors and flavors that's so good so it's not Monsieur Eiffel it's not (laughs) Monsieur Eiffel no it's uh, did I ever tell you a story about the the Eiffel Tower guy
3: yeah but I don't think we have time. god dang it Uh, You know, one of the great things about having Docs on the show, and this always happens, is we always have more Docs than we can fit into one
1: show. Leave them wanting more, they always say. But thank
3: you so much for being on. And thank you, Rail Yard. Thank you so much. If you're in Houston, you got to go. It's a great bar. San Felipe right at the railroad tracks. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Docs, thank you for being on again. Seriously. Bon We appreciate it. This all has been wonderful. And we'll see you guys uh, next week, which I believe... Are we doing the... uh non-alcoholic beer uh, taste test. Is that next week? week? I I have to look at schedule. Am I off by a week? I have to look and see, but uh, it is coming up, and we're very excited about it. Have a great week, my friends, and uh, cheers, y'all. Cheers, y'all. Cheers.